0: Or too late. You're not too old. I said you're not too old. Keep reaching. Amen. Not too young. The devil will give you all kinds of stuff. Like, well, you're not. You don't have enough education. You need to go back to school. Everybody wants to go back to school. And, and I'm not saying don't go back to school, but did the Lord tell you to do that? The Holy Spirit have what you need. Thank you, Lord. I got a lot for you today. Praise God. So we are going to um, first of all, thank you, Lord. Let's, let's receive communion. I want to go to Colossians, give me some light in the house, please. Colossians chapter 1. Do you know that you are qualified for every blessing? I used to think that we had to qualify ourselves by our obedience or by something that we do. But I discovered through reading the Bible... I learned to read the Bible differently a few years ago. I started reading the Bible cross-eyed. <laughs> I read the Bible cross-eyed through the lens of the cross. And see, that's... See, you, you read the Bible through... Uh, another way to say it is through sunglasses. Okay? So you're looking at it through the lens of the finished work, and you understand it. Do you realize that, let let me just read it to you so that you can see this for yourself. I used to say things like, well, you know, or if you need the communion elements, just uh, lift your hand and we'll we'll, we'll get it to you, okay? Okay. I used to say when when something's not working for somebody, we just sang a song, all things are working. They're working for your good. And um, I used to say, well, if something's not happening, something's not working in your life the way it should, there's, um, first of all, that's about the process of elimination. There's nothing wrong with God, is it? Um, All right, there's nothing wrong with the word, is it? So, what does that leave? So, it must be something wrong with you. But that's incorrect. But I used to say stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah, that's right. It's got to be me. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with God, nothing wrong with the word. Something's got to be wrong with me. But then, when I started. Putting sunglasses on. And reading the Bible cross-eyed. I begin to understand there's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with the Word. And there's nothing wrong with me. There's something wrong with you, but there's nothing wrong with me. No, no, no. No, there's there's, there's nothing wrong. Say, there's nothing wrong with me. You are loved. Thank you. Thank you. Tell, the person, t- tell the person next to you, God loves you. God loves you. But I'm his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Colossians 1. Thank you, Lord. I'm in Galatians. I'm like, where, where is that? I know that verse is in here i got to get to the right book myself. Okay, giving, giving thanks, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. We're in his Son, the Son of his love, in whom we have Redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have the forgiveness of sins right now. We have redemption right now. And you're qualified for every blessing because of Jesus. There's nothing you have to do to earn it. You are qualified. Amen. It's because of the cross. and This is what we celebrate right now. Amen? Amen? We are qualified. Say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. For, every blessing. For every blessing. Healing and everything. Don't, well, I haven't been obedient. I haven't done what the Lord, I, I, you know. Um, religion is like a, it's like throws out a carrot that you never can really reach. And every time you, you get close to it, they pull it back. And what I mean by that is it's, um, another way to say it, on a hamster wheel. And that's, that's what's wrong with religion. It, it, always, it never tells you when you arrive. It's always, well, you know, and when we look at the cross and we look at how much Jesus did for us, he, made, he paid it all. He took all your sins past, present, and future but you can look at that wrong and say, well, you know, all that God has done for me, now what have you done for him? And here comes the guilt trip, right? You know, he done, God done all this for you. Look at you. What, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, it's never enough. You, you do something, and then, 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 well, you could do better. Religion is, is try harder, do better, There's more you can do. See? Religion says do. Jesus says done. It is finished. This is what this represents. Let's just take this bread out. let me see if I can, I can peel this off. It was giving me a struggle last week. All right. Thank you, Lord. So, we break this bread representing, I want you to see Jesus on that cross. We're going to talk more about seeing Jesus in the message today. Seeing Jesus. We're going to actually give you an exercise in seeing Jesus. We started it last week. See him. Not your problem. Not what you did last night. Not the wrong you did. Not your failure. Not your shortcomings. Not your weaknesses. See, the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Say I'm strong. strong. You, You partake of strength when you partake of this cross. You see Jesus taking all your sicknesses and all your diseases on the cross. He paid it all. He paid for your healing. At the same time, he paid For your forgiveness. He took all your sin. See him taking all your sicknesses on that cross. By his stripes, I was healed. Just say that, say that. By his stripes, stripes. I was healed. Let's partake of the bread. See him on that cross. He was beaten beyond recognition. You could barely tell he was human, bearing our sicknesses. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. All your sins have been erased. Eliminated. <laughs> Terminated. You are 100% righteous because of this blood that this cup represents. Let's partake of the cup together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What is our response to this glorious good news is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As Jesus is, so are you. Let's talk about some stuff that we are right now. Let's just speak some things over ourselves. Y'all ready? We're going to just read this right up there. Amen. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted and approved, not average not mediocre, holy, flawless, without blemish, blameless, and free from accusation. I am a child of the most high God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Man, that's good. Are y'all ready for the word? All right. We're talking about a day in the life of Jesus. And let me say a few things uh, before we dive in here. Uh, We're looking at one day in the life of Jesus. And I give you an overview, and um, we'll we'll catch you up. We didn't get too far last week. But um, Jesus operated out of a position of rest. Amen. And we talk about, I talk about a lot, seeing Jesus. Don't look at the problem, see Jesus. Don't look at the giants or the circumstances coming against you, see Jesus. All right? Um, don't focus on seven steps to this, seven steps to your healing or 14 steps to your prosperity, see Jesus. That's how we're changed. How, how does the Bible say that we're changed? By beholding Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us, uh, as we behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we're changed into his image. So how we change by seeing Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, not seven steps to this, 12 steps to that. It's seeing Jesus. Now, it, it, it seems counterintuitive. It, it doesn't seem like that's going to change things because we're always looking for something to do. Give us steps. Give us 10 things to do. But see Jesus. And that begs the question well, Pastor, how do I do that? This is an exercise in that. We're going to follow him around. Look at him in the, in the scriptures. See Jesus. See Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Follow him around and, and watch how he acted. How, watch how peaceful and calm and cool and joyful that he was how, how did he carry himself see as, as we see him in the, in the scripture we're changed so we're looking at at a day in the life of jesus now i have to make one correction i, I added an event and it was incorrect i i gave you a, a series of things and there was one one event that did not happen in that day it happened in another day later okay and that was when jesus went to his hometown and he uh wasn't able to, to do many mighty works there, but only uh, ministered to a few sick people. and we're, So we're not going to cover that, but, but that, that is good. It just didn't happen in that day. It, it happened another day. It happened later, okay? But uh, something we can learn from that while I'm there is that even Jesus, there was times when, when he couldn't do miracles. Because he was in his hometown where people were familiar with him. Oh, we saw him growing up. We, he, he made them cabinets we had. He was a carpenter by trade. He, oh, he made them cabinets in the house. I mean, who is he? I mean, we we know him. Huh? People do me like that sometimes. I'm ministering in my hometown. Oh, that's bougie. Uh, amen, that was a my nickname back in the day. When somebody called me that, they go way back. But sometimes people don't see you. I'm, I'm, I'm still a human. Um, however, uh, I'm anointed to, to minister the word. Okay? And you're anointed. Right? You have your assignment. I have my assignment. My assignment is teacher. Okay? So we're looking at a day in the life of Jesus. We started by we didn't look at the scripture, but let's let's follow him around. Let me catch you up. Jesus taught the people. He uh, taught mostly in parables at this particular time. You can see this. It begins in Mark chapter four. Is uh, Mark four and five is where we're covering. And there's a scripture in Matthew that's not that was uh, tells us another episode of something he did that day, but. It's not recorded in Mark. So Jesus taught, including a lot of parables, like the parable of the sower. Then he pulled the disciples aside after he taught the people and then explained and broke down the parables to the disciples. Then he jumped into a boat with the disciples and and began to go to the other side of the sea. On the way uh, to the other side, They came across a windstorm, and Jesus spoke, and we looked at this last week. He spoke to the wind and and the sea, and, of course, they obeyed him. He had authority over the circumstances. He had authority over the wind and the sea. The Bible says there was a great calm, all right? They got to the other side, and as soon—again, this is one day in the life of Jesus— and although he had a lot of things coming at him, just like you have, you and I have a lot of things coming at you, can you imagine the demand that Jesus had on him? I mean, he just got through rebuking the wind and the sea, and, and the disciples like, man, what kind of dude is this? They're still tripping on that, and they get to the other side, and this dude comes out of the tombs. I mean, he's coming out of the cemetery, Uh, not out of the ground, but, I mean, he was, that's where he hung out, okay? So he came out of the tombs, and he got all these demons, and um, Jesus cast the demons out of this man. I mean, they would try to bind him with chains, and he would break the chains. So Jesus cast the demons out of this guy. And, uh, and then he sends the demons into the pigs, and the pigs go and drown themselves. All right? And so this guy is free. This guy that they couldn't control, even with chains, now this guy, he's free. Jesus still does that kind of stuff. I'm just not telling you Bible stories. I'm telling you it doesn't make, make any difference what you need. He didn't give the guy 12 steps. He had authority over these demons, and he said, come out. And the, the, the demons didn't have a choice. It's the same thing with you. What's troubling you? Maybe you're not demon-possessed. Hopefully you're not. But if you are, I mean, that, that's an extreme case. How I many of you can agree that's an extreme case? So what about stuff that's facing you? Don't sit there and let stuff happen. Jesus gave you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the devil. You have authority. Just speak the word over the situation. Now, I believe the Lord gave us a word for this church at the end of this. As he was getting into the boat. Now, Jesus, now they're getting ready to go back to the other side. That's where we're going to pick up the story. And as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And, uh, goodness, am I able to control this thing? All right. I'm going to let y'all do it there. Okay, next verse. And he did not, Jesus, did not permit this man to go with him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. Let's stay there for a second. Let's stay there. This is a word that the Lord gave me for this church as we were uh, reading this. It, it, it came upon me last week. as I It just jumped out. It hopped out. See, when, you, when you're reading, reading the Bible, look for stuff that pops out at you. And this just popped out at me while I was teaching. And the Lord emphasized it even more uh, the other day. And he said, this is, this is, what, this is what I want you to emphasize. For Summit Church. And this is God's word for you. This is a challenge for you. After today. Go home to your friends. And tell them. Give them your testimony. Tell them what the Lord has done for you. Tell them how much. Now we're not singing these songs. Like he's working all these things together. For your good. He's not just, we're not just singing these songs. Just to because it's Sunday. We believe this stuff, that he's working things together for your good. And so when the Lord manifests stuff in your life, go tell people. Amen? Just think about his friends. They're going to see a different dude, right? This, like, maniac acting, you know, dude with all these demons in him, now he's going to go to his friends and they're going to see a free man. You might not be able to know how much you've changed. You, you may think that the Lord hasn't done very much for you. But when you, when you expose yourself and see Jesus, man, uh, you might not know how much you changed. Sometimes you may uh, you, you you may have been somewhere warm, Arizona, or California, Florida. You come back home. Somebody said, "Well, you know, you you got darker." What? what? Oh, I was I was out I was I was out uh, I was out west. I was uh, down south or whatever, and you, you didn't even know. And that's what happens when you sit under the sun. <laughs> Amen. You see what I'm saying? You, 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 you begin to see Jesus, and you may not know that you're a couple shades darker. <laughs> you, you, you may not know you, 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 you get around people and say, man, I know you got, you got some There's a peace about you. Your countenance has changed. What have you been doing? See, so don't wait. Don't think you got to wait for like uh, $100,000 to come. We heard a testimony last week. Somebody had $41,000 in debt canceled. That's wonderful. Amen. God's got big things in store for you. Think big. He got big things for you, but don't forget the small stuff. These little breakthroughs. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And the one man went out and said, I I, I see a little cloud. (laughs) huh?" But see, don't despise that little cloud because abundance of rain is coming. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. And, And you need to be expecting. Isaiah was looking for it. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So, he said, go home to your friends. Do y- y'all got the challenge? I want you to go and tell your, tell your friends how much. I gave you an example last week. You can go back. I'm not going to say that again. When I went back after I got saved and, and told my, friend, my friends back at Ball State that I used to sell drugs to, and I told them what the Lord has done for me, and they saw it was real and how he's had mercy on you. See, it's not about you. Mercy is when, when you don't get what you deserve. Amen. Grace, so mercy and grace, they, they're first cousins. <laughs> mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. Grace is w- when you get what you don't deserve. Got it? All right. So now they, they left this, uh, they left that part of the sea, they went back. Got on the boat, went back to the other side of the sea, and then uh, let's 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 go on to uh, we're in the Mark chapter five now, and and he went away, and be, oh, let me finish this story. And he went away and began to proclaim in the in in Fort Wayne how much Jesus had done for him. I mean, he went away and to proclaim in. The, the capitalists, how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. I mean, what can he say? You cannot argue with results. When when he just shows up, it's like, you that dude? You the guy that was living in the cemetery? You the guy that they couldn't control with chains? You the guy that was going around like a maniac? Man, people can see the difference when the Lord began to shine in your life. So, so you go go away and proclaim in Fort Wayne how much in Indianapolis how much Jesus had done for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, now let's go to the other side of the sea. He got to the boat. They went into the other side. And that man went went about his business sharing his testimony. Okay, so when Jesus would crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered. See, every time he arrived, every time he shows up, there's a demand placed on it. Right. But I want you to see through all of this is that Jesus, how he operated. See Jesus, and then you begin to operate that way. Don't try. Just keep looking at Jesus, and he's going to rub off on you. Cause guess what? You know where he is. He's in you. And what you're doing is is you you seeing yourself. Because as Jesus is, so are you. And Jesus operated in a place of rest. And let me let me tell you a secret for those of you that uh, now if you're in Indianapolis, you're gonna have to travel for this. There's some kind of revelation angel. I I mentioned this before, but there's some kind of angel. And when I ride to church, there's a in between Sweeney Park. And downtown Fort Wayne, just, if you want to get revelation, just start hanging out over there someplace. <laughs> over and over, man, when I go, go through downtown on my way to church, I, I get something. And I have to I always have something readily available where I could, I could speak into my phone and get this revelation. So we're talking about seeing Jesus and, and, and we're talking about living effortlessly. All right. Spirit-directed effort versus self-effort. And so I got some light on how do you know when you're in self-effort? Because after all, we do have to do something. <coughs> we can't just sit around and read our Bibles all day. Pastor, you telling us that did we just read our Bibles and see Jesus all day? We got to go and do some stuff. I understand that. But our effort should be spirit director effort, not self effort. All right? So, how do you know if I'm in self effort? Here's some signs that you're operating in self effort. And the Lord gave me two things in that revelation spot. Okay? Number one, you're not at rest, you got that second job. You, trying to do all these different things, because after all, I got these bills. We got to do something. So you are just jumping and doing this, getting this job, grabbing that, get this opportunity. Oh, I got this opportunity. Every opportunity is not from God. Hello, got that third job, but are you rest? Are you restless? Is your mind troubled? Are you at rest? Number one. Number two, it still ain't working. You in the same spot. Anybody get something out of that? These are two indicators, two signs that you're not at rest, all right? Things aren't working. Or two signs that you're operating in self-effort. Things aren't working or you're not at rest. Bible example: God told Abraham he would have children. A great nation would come out of him. It seemed like oh here's, here's another goodie for you. It seemed like things weren't happening. Anybody ever been there? seem like it had been a long time well pastor I've been believing I've been speaking the word but it still ain't happening just stay at rest don't try to help God tell the person next to you don't try to help God, to help God. <clears throat> let me tell you something about operating under the law tell somebody else you're not under the law but under grace under the law <clears throat> says do, religion says done. What you believe in for, is already finished. So rest in that. I said rest in that. Because when you're under the law and you're operating under self-effort, the Bible says that, see, see Ishmael was Abraham and Sarah's self-effort to produce the promise of God on their own. And the Bible says that Ishmael was born according to the flesh. <clears throat> and, and so, who was, who was Ishmael's mother? Hagar. And when you read Galatians chapter 4, it tells us that Hagar represents the law Sarah represents grace. 25 years later, then Isaac was born supernaturally to Abraham and Sarah. And God had to wait until he couldn't do it on his own. No, all the Viagra and, and, and Cialis couldn't help him at 100 years old. And that's just like God. He just waited until he was done. You know, okay, you finished? Uh, he, he went to the doctor and said, well, how about some, some, some uh, Cialis? He said, no, I don't think it's going to help you at your, at your age. See, he supernaturally had a child. But see, he tried to do it 25 years before. He tried to do it on his own. And you know what? The law can produce some quick results. Don't act like I'm not teaching. The law can get you some quick results, but they won't be lasting. You'll be all out of rest. Come on. Things might be working in one place, but then a disaster happens in another place. You're working five jobs and, he, and, you, and you come home and, and, your, and your kids, are, you know, they're they, um, smoking weed all over the house and stuff. And they, they're just taking over your house while you own on them three jobs. <laughs> your kids don't get the attention that, it needs, uh, that, that they need, rather. You see what I'm saying? Because some, sometimes that's the problem with a lot of these medications. They... Um, like the chemo, it'll kill them cancer cells, but it kills them other stuff too. Right. 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 Don't do chemo to help God. I'm not, tell, I'm not talking about cancer patients, and I'm not, I'm not speaking, I'm talking about your life. When you're looking for some chemo, some quick... Something that will kill some stuff or, 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 or something that will, 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 uh, will help one area, but it's going to hurt something else. All right, you're acting like I'm not preaching, but let's, let's, let's go on here. So, they're, uh, so they crossed over to the other side, and um, there's a great crowd, all this demand. But Jesus operated out of a position of rest. And he was beside the sea. I mean they didn't even they didn't even let him enter into the town. I mean they hit him as soon as he like hit the land. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him fell at his feet. And we're gonna look in at an example of a couple of different people, this person and this woman who had an issue or a, a flow or discharge of blood. And there are two things in common by these two individuals we're gonna encounter. They both came with expectancy. So Jairus, man, came to him and fell at his feet and um, implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her. This is his faith speaking. Come lay your hands on her. So that she may be well and live. Am I out of time already? I'm going to start my own (laughs) clock. I'm just started. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be well and live and obviously he had heard about Jesus and all the miracles and signs that he does everybody say heard about Jesus Jesus. okay we're gonna gonna say some more about that okay now next verse and he went with him and a great crowd my timer done already oh I said it for 35 seconds. I said it for 35 minutes. Y'all don't have to help me. Just put, put 25 minutes on the clock. I think I've probably been going about 15 minutes. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Y'all laughing. What? It's been longer than that? Oh, y'all timing me now. Okay, how long has it been? Y'all, where's y'all? Was little, okay, he started it. Okay, what? 25 minutes, no way. Okay. And he went with him, and the great crowd followed him and thronged about him. I mean, think about it. this. This is his life. And again, we're still in the same day. Okay, we're in, in, into the evening now. But, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood. Now, he's on his way to Jairus' house. There's this woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. Now, she's broke. Spent all all she had on medical bills and was no better. Imagine. Spending all your money on the doctors but was no better but rather grew worse. All right, next verse. Now, when she had heard the reports about Jesus, man, here, here's, here's a wonderful revelation right here. Some people may say, well, if I could have just been there and heard Jesus for myself, man, my, I, I, I'd be a faith giant if I could just hear Jesus for myself. But it didn't say that this woman heard Jesus. She heard the reports about Jesus. So that puts us on an equal level. We can do the same thing today. Even though you've never seen him personally, you hear about him. Thank you, Jesus. When you hear this about what Jesus can do, about him uh, casting the demon out of that man, or the multiple demons out of that man. them to the pig. When you hear that kind of stuff, you hear about Jesus healing the sick when, when you hear this story right here. See, you seeing Jesus. You hearing about him. So she heard y'all got that? Yeah. She she's just heard the reports. Isaiah 53 says, "Whose report will you believe? Who has believed our report?" And the report says, if you read Isaiah 53, a few verses down from that, verse 1 talks about who has believed our report. That that, See, Jesus took our infirmities. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Do you believe that, that Jesus took your sicknesses and your diseases? See, Jesus ministered to the sick. He was doing this kind of stuff. Matthew says that it might be fulfilled by uh, that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. She heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, uh, uh, God's power is the same all the time. It wasn't God's power that activated the healing. See, and it's not by what you do that you get healed. It's not by keeping the law. Galatians says, he that, chapter 3, he that works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law? Watch this, but by the hearing of faith. It don't seem like that 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 could be true. It seemed counterintuitive that you could just sit under the word. Like, you you could come here, and I know it's happened over and over again, that you come here, people have come here with pain and leave, and the pain is gone. They didn't ask for healing, but all of a sudden, you know what? I don't have that pain anymore. And and all they did was hear the word. And it didn't even have to be a word on healing, but they heard the word. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Christ what are you doing right now you're hearing the word of Christ not only healing miracles financial miracles can happen as you hear the word about Jesus hallelujah here's her faith for she said The amplifier said she kept saying can you imagine she heard about Jesus she got up from her house and she traveled however many miles she had to go she did whatever it took. And the Amplifier said that she kept saying, so on her way, she said, if I, if, I, if I could just touch his clothes. If I could just get a touch. I don't even have to touch him. I just, I'm going to just, if I can touch his clothes, I will be made well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who? You know what? This is what you're doing right now. You're hearing the word. So you ought to expect miracles. And and whatever miracle you need, expect it. Whatever manifestation you need, expect it. Let's go to to the next verse. And it suddenly happened. Immediately. (laughs) The flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body, got her manifestation. She knew she was healed. She felt it. That she was healed of her disease. Thank you Lord. Next verse. And Jesus perceiving in himself. That power had gone out from him. Immediately turned in a crowd. I watch this. See there were people in the crowd. That needed healing too. But only this woman. Tapped into the power. The power is the same all the time. It wasn't the power that activated her healing. It was her faith in the grace. It wasn't her behavior. It wasn't her trying to perform to qualify or prove that she was worthy. All she wanted was a touch and she felt that she was healed and that power, see it was, what. so what activated the power? Faith activated the power. I used to say stuff like You know, faith moves the hand of God. Faith doesn't move the hand of God. The hand of God already moved. Faith doesn't move the hand of God. The hand of God has already moved. You already healed. What does faith do? Faith simply receives what God has already provided by his grace. He perceived that power going out of him. And, and, and he, he turned the crowd and he said, Who touched my garments? The disciples were like, dude, you tripping. Everybody, we're doing what we can to try to keep these people off of you. Talking about who touched me? Go to the next verse. Who touched me? Jesus, you tripping, right? Next verse. And he's like, they don't get it. So he just looked around and, and he let me see myself. <laughs> let me find out who did this thing. Next verse. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Gave her testimony. Everybody has a testimony. If Jesus has done something for you, you've got a testimony. She told, look, I spent everything I had on these doctors. They couldn't help me. I spent all my money, and I actually got worse. But I but I, I just, I heard reports about you, and I said, I got to get, I got to, get to this meeting. I got to meet this dude, and I know if I can just, I don't even have to talk to you. I don't have to touch him. If I can touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And he said, daughter, my power has made you well. Now, his power was there to heal everybody. Anybody could, could tap into that, but she, she was the only one that tapped into it. She said, he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Well, Watch this. So while, while and, 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 and man, I'm telling you what people are shouting. Go to the next verse and see. So while, while he was still speaking, some bad news came from Jairus's house. All in the day, a uh, 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 typical day in the life of Jesus. All right. Somebody come from Jairus's house and don't, said, don't even, you know, your daughter's dead, so don't trouble the teacher anymore. He, anymore, he don't even have to come to your house. You know, she's dead. Because she was uh, she was at the point of death, but Jesus operated out of a place of what? Rest. He didn't get in a hurry. He took the time to minister to this woman, even though that this that this the, the Jairus's daughter was a, at a point of death. Sometimes, how I many of you know? Sometimes people try to get you in a hurry. Yeah. You got to come over right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Permit me to. Talk some Louisiana talk. People do me that. <laughs> As a pastor, man. You know, Come over here now. I'm about to kill this woman. Or something like that, you know. Come over here. Huh? And so if you don't get there right away, see, sometimes people, they're tripping, and sometimes their relatives are around and with their hat on backwards looking at you all crazy, talking about, that's your pastor? How come he did come when you called him? <laughs> what kind of pastor is that? See, Jesus dealt with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Martha, when Lazarus died. Lord, if you been here? My brother wouldn't have died. Didn't I tell you if you would believe, you'd see the glory of God? Your brother will rise again. Well, I know she got all, got, got all religious. I know we're going to rise again at the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. You're looking at the resurrection. What you talking about? I'm the resurrection in the life. <laughs> man. I'm full of life, man. Where I go, miracles happen. That's the way that you ought to be. I'm teaching here. Your daughter's dead, man. That seems like a finality. So why trouble the teacher any further? You know what? Jesus ignored the bad uh, the, the, the bearers of bad news. He ignored the people. Look at them. Look at the, uh, the next verse rather. But overhearing what they said, Jesus didn't even address them at all. He ignored them. And that's what you need to do to people. When they, when they bring bad news, just ignore them. Don't try to explain nothing to them. They're not going to understand any way Jesus addressed the dude. He wanted them to stay in faith. He said, don't fear. Don't fear. Only believe. Don't let bad news affect your faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep believing. Thank you, Lord. Don't fear, only believe. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't fear, only believe. Don't fear, don't believe. How long I've been teaching now? Huh? Y'all with your timers on. Where? <laughs> 38 minutes? Okay. All right, next. <laughs> I don't even know what I need a timer back there for. I didn't know y'all was good. <laughs> People keeping time. Huh? Popeye's not going to run out of chicken sandwiches till, till 1 o'clock. <laughs> And he allowed no one, maybe one, one, one of them chicken sandwiches now. Amen, Chick-fil-A closed on Sunday. Thank you, Lord. So, how many are getting hungry right about now? And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Next verse wrapped this up. Then they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion. People uh, weeping and wailing loudly. How many of you can y'all see that? Loudly. It's a commotion going on. Oh, she died, Lord Jesus. Y'all get the picture. Y'all seen that? Y'all seen that, that movie? Amen. Uh, Look at this. Next verse. I like this out of a new century version. And and when he had had entered, see, put yourself in the story. Imagine all this. All these people uh, wailing and crying, and why you making a commotion and weeping? The child's not dead, but sleeping there. In the New Century Version says, "Why are you crying and making so much noise? <laughs> this child not dead. It's just sleeping." Jesus was on some different stuff. I mean, you got to be able to go into a situation or, or look at your circumstances or whatever, and, and, and see some see it through Jesus eyes. Because in Jesus eyes, this one this, it don't make no difference if she's dead. Because I'm going to raise her from the dead. So what y'all tripping about? Don't y'all know what I can do? So don't you know know what Jesus can do about your circumstances? If he can raise the dead, what what are some dead finances to him? What is is a $2,000 bill to him? what is that to him? Well, I just got to see what I can do about this. You get yourself all out of rhythm. Well, I can do this. I can do this. I can sit down with a paper and try to figure it out. Just throw the paper in the trash can. So, Jesus, I'm looking to you. No way I can figure this out. Everywhere I figure, this stuff don't add up. Anybody ever been there? Like one minister used to say, they used to harass him about these bills. They would call him, the creditors would call him, and he didn't have, have nothing to pay, and they would fuss at him. He said, You stop fussing at me. He said, Because here's what I do. I take all my bills, I put it in a stack, and I shuffle them. And I reach my hand in the stack, and whatever one come out, that's the one I pay. If you keep fussing with me, I'm going to take you out to shuffle. <laughs> so what are you going to do about the shuffle and all, all them bills it's just like you look at that stack and say Jesus I'm excited to see what you're going to do about this Jesus said the child's not dead but sleeping well, you know what they did what'd they do they laughed at him. Man, they went to hollering and screaming. and <laughs> Then they started laughing. They laughing at him. They said, we got to get rid of these people. And, 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 and you have to do that sometimes. You got to watch who you let in the hospital room. Because people started planning your funeral. And sometimes you got to put all them, them cats with their hat, hat on backwards. They put them out. Amen. There's times when you don't want everybody to just join hands and praise, like you, you and you, I need y'all because y'all just step out of me because they join their hands, but they, they're thinking death in their mind, and they're thinking, if it be thy will and all this old kind of nonsense, so, so you don't really want everybody praying. And you don't have to uh, make a scene or nothing. You, should, you could just ask them, may I have a, a, a few moments alone with, uh, with, with, with Lady?" Here. All right. So he put them outside. man. Again, Jesus ignored the ridicule. Put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Next verse. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately. There's, another, there's that word immediately again. The girl got up and began walking, for she was twelve years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. Thank you, Lord, and uh, and and Jesus gave them, and Jesus strictly charged them that no one should know this, and he told them to give her a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> every head body, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, it's your power.